0: hello movie lovers and welcome to the show for tonight's podcast episode we are doing our furious friday edition where we're talking about fast and the furious 7 this is the seventh movie of course in in the fast and the furious franchise and with me i have my good friend charlie hello and like i said once again we're back at fast and the furious 7 this actually picks off right where the sixth one uh leaves us at and everything pretty much where shaw's brother is in the hospital played and everything so i definitely liked how it definitely opened to be honest with you but i'll let you go on ahead and go into the details and stuff like that of what you liked about this opening scene because right, i'm just um, going to say this that jason statham scene at the very beginning with the hospital and it blowing up and everything was the perfect way to actually open this up you actually have a way of actually introducing us to a character that we haven't seen before in this fast and the furious franchise and you actually get to see how much of a villain jason statham actually is and he not to mention we actually get to see a one on one fight with The Rock a little bit later on. So let's go on ahead and dive into it.
1: All right. I love this opening. I think this is the, the, the way Six ended with the post credit scene with Jason Deckard Shaw. I mean, you got the perfect person to join this franchise to be the villain. And Jason Statham. I mean, Jason Statham, like, I'm a huge fan of his. Like, Sean's a big fan of his. We're all, I love him. He's this great. He's just that guy. He's got that martial arts style who's quick. He's not as big and bulky as The Rock, which made that fight, which we'll get into in a, in a bit. That fight's so cool. But the opening, like the introduction, he's doing a monologue, and it's just It was a really cool monologue. This is him talking about like that brother, and then all of a sudden you see him. Like as soon as he gets up, you see the the nurse is really scared, and we're like, okay. Like that, and then you see him walk out, and they do the the uh, like the the, uh, the cr- op- that's the opening credits. But there's no nothing out all of this is just you see the names pop up, who's in it and that, and you see walk out, and you see all the bodies. Like you know, like it, it wasn't just a normal visit. Jason Safeham killed a bunch of people. The exact number per se, because I've seen I watched the kill count for the opening. Twenty seven. He killed twenty seven people. <laughs> guards. Amen. Again, he's just just the nonchalant way as you see all the destruction and the like fire everywhere. It's like that just shows you who this who Jason Statham's character Deckard Shaw is. And he was a villain. God damn, he was a badass. Like he was just the epitome of a badass. And I think you got the perfect person to be him because you don't see Jason Statham play villains that often. I think the, the one movie, the last movie I saw him play a villain in was a movie called Cellular with Chris Evans back in 2005. He played a villain in that. Chris Evans was in that. Kim Basinger, I think Jessica Biel was in it and William H Macy. But that was it's not your typical Jason Statham movie. But that was the only time I've seen him play a villain in a villain like role for like the whole movie and it's and and that was in 2005. I think it was 2005.
0: So well, what about War? What what year did War come out? Because I know 2008. So he he played a villainous role in 08, but still that doesn't count before that. So I get what you're going with for another yeah, thing too.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't consider that a villain. I just figured he played somebody that betrayed somebody, but I don't know. It's like it wasn't you didn't find that out until the whole end of the movie. And spoiler alert if you haven't seen that one, it's it's okay. It's got like mainly you just watch it for Jet Li being a badass, but still. Um, yeah, I, I think that like in true a true villain role, like the whole movie is a villain, it'd definitely be 2005, which is like 10 years gap between that and this. and this is the one where you see him take over the villain, but just a nonchalant way walking through all the all the guards he's defeated and destroyed. And him going the elevator, putting on the sunglasses. Well, before he takes out the sunglasses, he grabs the grenade and asks the doctor, here, like the guard, here, hold this. And he pushes it and just walks out. More destruction. You see, like, this tank like car crash through the entrance of the hospital. Like, you know, death and destruction. That, and this is how they open in the movie. I think this is the best opening. Out uh, of like every the fact, even better than this the opening of this the montage in the sixth movie, which was a really cool opening for what it did that. But this one is the best opening, easily, because you know you get all of Jason Statham's character. This guy is a guy you don't want to f with, pretty much
0: exactly. Damn. But you know what though? My favorite part in that scene, and get this, you actually get to see the destruction of the hospital. You get to see the lights hanging off the off of it. The whole entire set piece is just amazing on how they filmed it. But the thing that really made me laugh was he goes on ahead, goes up to the front desk and talks to them. Well, he just winds up telling them, Don't let him die, and then walks off. And then you see the destruction of the hospital. I'll told Mayhem that he left that hospital in shreds. And I'm like, okay, so everybody's dead. So there's no way for them to actually check on this guy to see if he's actually going to be yeah. alive or not. But and I, I definitely,
1: oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: But no, man, I definitely love that. I love that scene so much to be honest with you. Like I said, it gives you the idea of who we're, who they're dealing with. They're dealing with someone that's above their level. If you yeah. think about it and wherever Jason is, that's exactly where, uh, that's exactly where they're he's gonna be at. Yeah. He's always ahead of them. He's always ahead of the game. Yeah. In a sense.
1: And which leaves, has, oh go ahead, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was about to say, and he leaves his brother, he's in a comatose state, a machine gun. He just puts his hand on the gun. <laughs> he just leaves a gun in, in, in like like uh, just by like buy uh Owen Shaw. He just he holds he hands him a gun while he's in a comatose state, they're saying and he just and he, that, and he's like the it's like the brother ain't gonna shoot. He's just holding the gun. He's in a commentary state. I just thought that sequence was so funny. Like, he hands him a gun and then he walks out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, you know what would be funny if, if his brother winds up waking up from the coma and he all, sees all these dead people around him? Like, what the? <laughs> and then he has the gun in his hand. But it reminds me of Hard to Kill a little bit with. Uh,
1: Steven Seagal.
0: With Steven Seagal, a little bit. The guy's in the coma. He has a gun in his hand. It's yes. just, you know, it's just great action, though, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then, of course, you wind up going into it like later on, where you see Brian O'Connor, and in, in the next scene, and basically what winds up happening is this: he's uh, a father now. He's in another. He's not even in a regular uh, sports car or anything like that. And he's with his son. So you get that father-son moment. But before that, you actually have Dom that's trying to show Mia. uh, This is what I really liked. He's still trying to get get Letty's uh, memory back. And that's what I like the most, though, is like they didn't go right into it with her having her memory. Like I thought they would whenever I first saw the movie and everything at the theaters. I'm like, okay, are they going to go in here with Letty having her memory? Or... Is it going to be Dom trying to make her remember? And I like how they show us other stuff from the very first Fast and the Furious movie where you wind up having that whole entire setup where it's like, Hey, remember this, this was race wars. And she said, wow, is that, how did we do that? I said, he goes, we invented it. And she goes, Oh, and then all of a sudden she races and she and he tells, tells her, Hey, look, do not go ahead, go above this RPMs because this guy's going to blow his whole, whole entire car out. And then she winds up winning. And then you see a bunch of memories flooding through her as the crowd is going wild. And then you see Hector. Hector's back. <laughs> and she winds up decking Hector. And it was just good to see Hector there for like the little five-minute scene that he had to show homage to the first Fast and the Furious film. But I liked the little Easter egg, the little nod of the very first Fast and the Furious film, and race for wars is still going on. So that's something that I really did appreciate. And everything. it shows that they're back in their natural habitat, they're back at their home, they're a little bit more relaxed they think. And he he's just trying to help Letty get her memory back, and that's something that I really enjoyed about it. What about you, though? What worked for for you in that scene?
1: I mean, I liked it. I thought it was a really cool. Like, I liked that they didn't give her memory back right off the bat. I liked that they. Kept building up like the whole time until the very end, which was really cool. Um, I think it was really cool. I think there's a deleted scene in the Blu ray, but there's a scene where she's in the hospital or something and Giselle finds her. Giselle Gis, Giselle finds Letty. I think I forgot the full scene, but she's the one that kind of helps Letty a little bit. Um, I think this is might have been before, um, before Shaw gets involved, um, or like when before he finds her, but I, I definitely know there's a, uh, Deleted scene of Giselle finding Letty and talking to Letty a little bit, um, but I just thought that. Like, but I, but anyway, going back to this sequence, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a nice a nod, even though I didn't care for the very first one that much. Find me on Twitter; it's fine. I I can fight you all day on that one, but I didn't care for the first one. I mean, it it, it was very. It's eh. I watched it a while a while ago, like, but the for the reviews it just didn't. It's still cheesy today, but. I like the nods to that that they're going back because the last time Letty was in Race Horse was the very first movie and she was a lot younger then than she was than she is she's a lot older now and the last time she had her old memories was probably with Dom it was definitely the first one because fourth one in it briefly but they weren't home they were in uh the Dominican the DR. And then she does the stuff with Brian. But the last time she was with Dom was in the very first one. So it's nice, little nod that they're officially back in their element. Yet they're in their element. Brian is not. He's in a minivan. And he's trying to, like, yeah. And it's, it's very, he's like, he very felt, he definitely felt uncomfortable being in that minivan. And he's like, you he looked like he was in a race and he's just going up mm-hmm. on one inch. <laughs> and um, and he goes, and he's like, and the, the lady's like, don't worry, you'll get used to it. And he's like, Ugh, I have not.
0: (laughs) Right. I I love that whole entire thing. Now it's Brian trying to get used to being a father figure for Jack. And then also, too, I like how Jack is playing with his car. He goes, no, Jack, cars don't fly. And then that's a little nod to what's going to happen later on when they're going through each building in in India. Yeah. And he goes, no, Dom, no. Cars don't fly, Dom. Fly (laughs) So I thought that was actually pretty funny that he actually was telling Dom the same thing that he told his son Jack. Yeah. So I thought that was really um, really cool that they call did a callback to that scene. Yeah. But before we get into that, of course, you know, you wind up having um, you know, Dom is over there. He's smiling at um he's smiling over there over at Brian and me and Mia and everything. And he's thinking that everything is gonna be all o- a-okay and everything and then of course that's when he winds up getting the call from jason statham's character and from decker and that's when of course the it's it was supposed to be a gift from han and it winds up being a bomb and of course it destroys the whole entire house Mm -hmm. and he has no idea who he's up against or anything like that. All he knows is Decker is uh, the villain from the last film's brother and he's after him and he doesn't have any clue at what he's dealing with. And also too, there's also a scene though. I think this is, be- I think that's actually after this scene. I'm not 100% sure, but that's also the one-on-one fight between Jason Statham and the rock.
1: I believe it's before.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because that's right. Because remember he gets the files and then that's when they're the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So, sorry. No, 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 it's fine. I just want to make sure I got the scene yeah. right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I believe but, it was before. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: But yeah, he winds up getting going sneaking over into Hobbes' uh office and everything and starts hacking the computer. And he goes, Listen, boy, if you do not get off my computer, I want to break that thum- those thumbs in several different places that you're not where the sun's not gonna shine. And this is uh Shaw, just one minute. <laughs> <laughs> <Crazy one. laughs> and so anyways, all of a sudden he gets out of the office and everything it comes out of Hob, uh, Hobbes's office. And then there's this big, huge scene that I really love where this one on one battle between them begins, martial arts versus a uh, human tank pretty much that outweighs him. And it was cool to actually see Dwayne the Rock Johnson try and tangle up with him and go toe to toe with Jason Statham to see what that would be like. And then also too, I like how the rock just goes on ahead and pretty much just picks him up and just body slams him down onto the glass coffee table.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) That, that scene was actually pretty cool. And then also too, when him and uh, Dwayne Johnson's girlfriend and everything, a matter of fact, she was about to get, be pushed out the window or she was
1: his partner.
0: Yeah, Elena gets pushed out the window, and all of a sudden he winds up turning into Batman from Batman Begins, and just (laughs) and just goes on ahead and falls out the uh, off out of the window and everything, and goes crashing onto the car. Yeah, and everything and breaking uh, their fall, and then that's of course when Decker winds up stealing the files of Mm -hmm. every single person that was involved in Fast Six. So. Great scene, great action scenes. I definitely love that. I love the chemistry back and forth between Statham and the Rock Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I thought that was really good. A great build-up onto what we were gonna be getting pretty soon. But overall, great. Go on ahead and give me your thoughts.
1: I love that sequence. I mean it just it's just like this and it, because originally it just starts off like the rock is like he's like he just had a workout and he's like using the stamp and Elena comes in there and goes. That that guy, like, you were really underwhelmed by catching that guy. He just gave up, and he goes, "No, nah, it's fine." Like I was like, I got to work on my stamping skills, and he, and then she, Elena, is like, and then like, and she says something, and he's like, "Woman, you're not going to tell me what to do." It's Just the way he just says the word "woman," like, and then then he gives um, Elena the uh, letter recommendation, and that's when he gets out of the car, like out of the car to give her the letter recommendation. So it was nice seeing her in this one briefly, and again. In case anybody hasn't seen it, The Rock's not in this movie very long. However, the, the the fact that he's not in it very long, he's gets he gets memorable moments, and that's what I really appreciate about this one. Because even though he's not in it that long, he gets some. He's just a badass. Like that fight scene again was awesome. And the camera angles too were great. Like mm-hmm. yeah, that body slam. You're wondering, uh, John? That's his iconic move in the in the rest. Yeah, right. That's the that's that people's. Got that the was the rock, rock bottom, bottom. Um, and I thought that was a really cool note. to get. He he, Jason. He gave him the rock bottom. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> and then this that whole that whole action, that fight sequence, like the two of them going toe to toe with each other, awesome. And in fact if the rock can't get him, who's going to be able to go toe to toe with Jason Statham? I mean, and this was what kind of starts, kind of like it's not in this one, but in Fast Eight, kind of starts the uh the 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 riffing between the two of them like and that's what hence they get Hobbs and Shaw we'll get into when we talk about Fast 8 I mean that was one of the memorable moments is because we get Hobbs and Shaw and I think that's that was a great like spinoff movie um but the action sequence that was great and then when The Rock finds a gun and Atlanta gets in there and then Jason Statham froze like no matter where Jason Statham goes he always has some sort of explosive device on him and he always and he's just he's just using it like he finds it or he has it on him like he just has this like explosive device he chucks it, and that's what leads the rock to to like kind of shield elena and the rock is pretty beat up after this one and that, that that hasn't happened to hobbs the whole movie we're not allowed let alone since fast five on he hasn't gotten beat up to the point where he can't get up or he's in the hospital and, and then they so, say, and then, so like he's in the hospital and then, so, and then you see the image, the, um, and then you see the image of Han, um, and then, and you see the image of Han on the computer. That's when then, then it goes right to, um, uh, then, yeah, and then it goes right to, uh, the, um, the sequence where the house blows up and, that's when, and then that's when Elena finds Dom. I think because uh, the Rock's been in a coma. I think he's been unconscious for a while. I and mean, the first thing Hobbs says is "Get me Dom," and that's what leads uh, the, Vin, uh, the uh, Vin Diesel like uh, meeting up with Hobbs in the hospital. And then we get to meet Hobbs's little girl.
0: I love the little girl's scene. To be honest, he kicked with your you. ass. <laughs> he goes, he kicked your ass. He goes, no, honey. I think he got that wrong.
1: a lot of drugs. He's on a lot of drugs. He's on, he's a, lot on, a, dr-
0: he's on a lot of drugs, honey. It, it, it didn't happen that way. Just no. It happened then,
1: that he, way. And he's, and he's like, he's like, honey, watch your or watch your language. And he's like, he's like he's nodding with his daughter. Pretty much. I kicked his ass. <laughs> pretty much. He's like, he's like taking it like this the wink and He's like, honey, go go to Atlanta, go get something to eat. But it's like um and that's when he's talking about like and he goes, Who did this? Remember, you remember Owen Shaw? this is his big bad brother he's s former sas like he's just like the epitome of like don't f with him pretty much and and it's just like he's like or i just like the one line when vin diesel goes in there he goes uh or toretto goes in there's like man for all the stuff you've done for this country they just give you jello
0: <laughs> and a bad 70s uh TV <laughs> yeah, show, bad 70s which is the incredible yeah. hulk
1: <laughs> Yep. The Which Stan doing later on with the when he busts out of the cast. Daddy's got to go to work, and he's but like, we'll get into that. But like I, I like we'll get into that. That I love that moment. It's like he just busts out of the cast, and he's like just working out his um, working out his hand and stuff. But yeah, that was um pretty much. Hobbs is telling him, "Don't do it. Don't go after him. But if you do, unofficially, don't miss."
0: Exactly, and then of course this is also too where we wind up singing at Han's funeral and everything. You know, he gives him a picture of uh, Giselle on the uh, coffin, which was a nice touch. And yeah. then I actually have to laugh at when Vin Diesel's like, I promise you, I will go, I will take vengeance and I will find who did this. Yeah. And then the priest is over there pr- uh, praying and everything. And here he is talking, <laughs> talking yeah. about revenge and everything. And this is the only time that we actually see Vin Diesel in a suit pretty much other than when it was in India, (laughs) everything else. But it's just, it's just funny though, just seeing that. And then of course you see Decker um, going near the uh, funeral and everything. And then of course, and I also like this where you have the members, it kind of reminds me of nightmare on Elm street where they have a funeral for someone that Mm -hmm. passes away because of they passed away in their sleep because Freddie killed them and they're afraid to go to sleep. This kind of reminds me of that because of the mm-hmm. fact that Tyrese goes, "Man, I don't want to go to any more funerals." And then Tej say, and then Todd, Tej is like, "Man, he's like he goes, he could be this guy could be following us right now. He could mm-hmm. be following us." And they're scared for their lives. Yeah. And I love that aspect to it. It gives us something different from the other Fast and the Furious movies, because the other Fast and the Furious movies, they're putting a team together to do something. And this one, the team is trying to get vengeance on Han, but not only get vengeance on Han, but also do something else for the government and everything mm-hmm. too at the same time. So it's a win-win situation, but we're going to get to that in a minute. Yeah. But, you know, I definitely liked how that scene is set up. And then you know, all of a sudden you see Dom going into his muscle car and <laughs> going full throttle trying to catch up with Decker. And then next thing you know, it during the speed race and everything, Decker and him go play a game of chicken and they wind up instead of them missing each other or whatever, they just collide because that's how much tension is built up with them, these two. And it was actually action for this, not for the sake of being having action, but action for a reason because there's just so much tension between them to the point yeah. where it's where they collide and their cars actually crashing together and then, of course, that's when, you know, Decker, uh, Decker winds up having a gun, and then Vin winds up having a sledgehammer. And he goes, really? You brought a sledgehammer to a gunfight? Really? Then all of a sudden, you see FBI agents, CIA agents coming down, and then, mm-hmm. of course, that's when we're introduced to Mr. Nobody. Yeah. But, that, what do, uh, to me, those scenes are iconic to me.
1: Yeah. Um, I want to go back before the funeral. Um, you see, like, well... Brian's in FBI mode, and like he's with a friend, and he's like trying to protect Mia. And then Mia's pretty much like, well, Mia announces like early on, before the house blows up, that she's pregnant again. And Brian misses the bullets, so she's worried it's her. And then Brian's all in FBI mode, and so pretty much, um, so they're okay. Mia and Jack are okay, and then Brian's like, all right, Brian, I'll see you in L.A. in two days. And and Mia's like, where are you going? I'm gonna go get Han. I'm going to Tokyo. That's what brings us back to the Tokyo Drift sequence of, hey, hey, Sean, the guy, the, the guy wants to race the new DK. He he knew Han, and then you don't see the race because, and, and he goes, man, I didn't know muscle cars were that fast. <laughs> and and, then that, and that's like that's where you have the, uh, the little meeting between Sean and uh, a Dom. This is like a brief moment in this one, um, so because you don't see these guys again till Fast Nine. But I really like that moment between the two of them. Pretty much, how he had all Han stuff. He had the photo of Giselle, and Dom's like, "Yeah, Giselle." And then he's just he's just staring at it. And you guys, oh, it was also this, and this is the necklace, the the cost necklace, which is the iconic one. Which we'll find out what were the real meaning for it all this time later on. But yeah, I, I like that moment that they go they're going back to. That I mean, for James Wan, this is the first movie I saw of his that wasn't a horror movie. I thought he did a great job with the action yeah. sequence, with the story, and especially how they had to do everything with the untimely death of Paul Walker. They had so much writing on this, they executed everything perfectly of how they did it. And like, and I I really appreciate him doing this. Um, I think he did a much better job taking over for a movie. That F. Gary Gray did for Fast Fast 8. And I'll get into that when we discuss Fast 8. But I like that moment where Dom's like, he's going to Tokyo. Which makes sense that they're filling in. Like, it wasn't just a one-time, like, oh, okay, Vin Diesel's saving the franchise. Which you can find in our not-so-great review of Fast and Furious Presents Tokyo Drift, <laughs> Which is, aka, fat, the Fast and Furious 1, just Tokyo style. But anyway, I like that moment. And then, of course, when... Like the, the the funeral sequence where Brian's like yeah there's gonna be one more funeral his um which is it's it's kind of sad that he says one more funeral because unfortunately it it wasn't Het Decker and it was unfortunately his which is such a shame because right. I wanted to, I think that's what this franchise is definitely missing this him um but it's like how is like muscle car and skinny car when they collide on each other it's like there's no way both of them are going to survive that one twice and big car muscle car versus like import muscle wins every time and yet jason safem came out fine vin diesel came out limping a little bit with the sledgehammer and then um and then and then then deckard's like what you think this is going to be a street fight And then, and that's when uh, Mr. Nobody's crew showed up, and this was the introduction to Kurt Russell's Mr. Nobody. And I was like, Mm -hmm. once I saw him in it, I knew he was in it. I was like, dude, this was awesome. Like like Kurt Russell's just so great. I thought he was fantastic in this movie as Mr. Nobody. Me too. Especially the moment where we get to later on where he just he went full badass and everybody. Which I'll have some questions. Like we'll get to when we get to that portion. But he was great in this. Like he was. He brought. He was funny. In a movie that had a lot of tension with it, he was the kind of the comic relief. He's like, Man, I, I read your file, and man, it's not as just detailed, it's 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 an entertainment. And like he's like, We he knew exactly what type of beer he drank. That's like, creepy.
0: Well, that just goes to show you how much control the government has over things, where they know the type of drink that they have. But my favorite thing, I love Kurt Russell in this movie. This is a movie that's set up for him. It's like Snake Bliskin as a CIA agent and he's taking him underneath his wing and I liked how he goes, you know what? I could use a beer. What about you? He goes, yeah. So he goes on ahead, gets the tap and, and winds up drinking the beer uh, and everything. And then he he goes, beer. He goes, I'm more of a Corona guy. He goes, takes the whole bucket (laughs) of Corona and there's even a Corona uh, it's actually a Corona bucket, <laughs> which I thought was really funny, though, that there was, there was actually a bucket there. I wouldn't be surprised if that was something from the movie set. It was like, you know what? Let's just go in and put this Corona bucket here for Kurt Russell to pick up. But, you know, he winds up picking up the Corona bucket and everything, and starts uh, drinking the beer. Then he winds up telling him, look, we know you want Decker. We know that's who you want. But in order for you to get Decker, You have to do something for us in return. You have to get this eye in the sky. I forgot what it's actually called. God's eye. God's eye. But yeah, uh, we want you to go ahead and get God's eye. But in return, you can go on ahead and get Decker. So you get two birds for one stone. You help us, we help you. And and then you can tell at that point, Dom is like, should I do this or shouldn't I do this? And then he's like, you know, I'll do it, but there's only one condition. I need my team. He goes, I thought you would say that. That's why I'm bringing them in. And next thing you know, you see them bringing them in and everything. And then Tyrese opens up his big mouth. He goes, he winds up saying, this is my favorite thing that he winds up doing in the meeting. He winds up telling them, you know what? I'm tired of everyone making the plans. I want to make some plans too. I'm the leader. I want to be the leader this time. He goes, okay, what do you want to do? I said, he goes, okay, let's go on this area right here. Well, that area is highly secure. No one's going to wind up. Uh, no one's going to, you're not going to even survive that or anything like that. That's actually somewhere that you not don't want to go. Because exactly, because they're not going to hit us in that direction. And then you see Mr. Nobody goes, I like your line of thinking. I really like your line of thinking. And that's actually true. He goes, I hate to say it, but he's right. No one's going to think about striking over there. Goes, and then all of a sudden you see Robin, I told you this is why I need to be the leader. <laughs> but go on ahead.
1: Yeah, I thought that was funny. It's like, I mean, there's some moments of Roman where I just wish he just shuts up, like, because it's kind of, he's kind of ruining the movie a little bit. Like, that one was funny. And I just like, I got to say, the, the the second in Chief K- Shepard, he didn't do absolute he did absolute jack shit this whole movie. All he did is run his mouth like he's the big tough guy what happened to you? I mean, that's right. You got killed pretty easily. Yeah, seriously. Like, he did. He talked. He was he, he walked. He just talked to talk, but he couldn't walk the walk. I'm like, geez, like no one of my Mr. Nobody had to find a second person anyway. um, But one part I want to make, like, before we continue on, I want to mention, like, after Race Wars, um, Letty's going to her gravestone and, and then Dom wants to destroy the gravestone and Letty kind of leaves Dom. Like, there's like, I'm like, I love you, Dom, but I'm sorry. I got to go.
0: Not and only he- that, but I loved the whole entire thing where Dom still has that sledgehammer, yeah, and everything. And there's the gravestone of when she died, and he was about to destroy it. She goes, "No, Dom, don't yeah. destroy it because this is actually the day that I had died. This is the day yeah. that I lost my memory. This is the day that Letty died. Yeah, yeah. And all those moments that we had together. Yeah, I can't look at. I see that twinkling in your eye, mm-hmm. and." I can't give you that. I can't give you those memories that you had of me. It's just something I can't do. Yep. And then she winds up going away for a little bit in the yeah. film.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to mention that because, like, because we'll mention Lady comes back because Mr. nobody finds her, because, of course, because your whole team is complete. But, um, I've, I like I said, we're going to go. We're going to do it right here. Well, I think first, Roman's talking about, like, and he's like, man, Roman, you haven't taken down anything. And then Brian's like, well, he did take down Nonis Denise in prom. He goes, we're going there, Brian? <laughs> yeah, we're going there. And he is the two, because the first time he got him was in Fast Five, was when they're in the, uh, after he's like, after he got, after he got infiltrated, the uh, the police the police area. And he goes, hey, man, Brian, I'm a, I'm a better special agent than you are. And he goes, it depends on it depend and you guys depends on your definition or special or whatever. So he gets he gets Roman with that one. <laughs> um and then so it's just the second like second little n- nab on uh Roman that Brian gets on him. But uh um but I thought that was really funny.
0: I, I thought that was actually funny though, too. It's kind of like a callback to Too Fast Too Furious about yeah. their dates that they used to have.
1: Yeah, and, and like then as well right. when the when he riffs on him. For being like he's like, oh, I'm a better special agent than you are, Brian. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) nope. He's like, it depends on your definition of word special, (laughs) right? (laughs) But you Um, know,
0: then after that winds up happening, like I said, uh, with God's eye, and I we didn't go into a little bit of detail of what God's eye is. It's basically a computer program that uses digital devices to track down a person and and save its creator a hacker, and then of course the hacker that's in charge of all this is a hacker named Ramsey who gets introduced into this film. And then she's in the next set of films afterwards and everything. So she becomes part of the family. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: So I don't got friends. I got family, Family. Um, but I like the interaction after, after Mr. Nobody tells, well, okay, well, I don't know what your decision is, but I just told you all this highly sensitive information. So I don't know what the, what I'm, what, what, what you want to do here? Because I should maybe shouldn't have told you this if you didn't want to do it. <laughs> I just thought that was a little kind of a funny thing. And then of course Dom's like, of course Dom's going to say yes. And then um and he goes um and and he's like and and then Roman's like, all right, how do you plan to get there? Tej, I actually got <laughs> something from this. See, that's what good leaders do:
0: delegate. Leader, <laughs> you see what I did? I delegated. I did yeah. that. That's what a good leader does. You, you yeah. see that? That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, then we see how much of his leadership skills is because he doesn't even know what Ted is planning. No, because that's when they wind up. Uh, of course, you know we see them talking back and forth and everything too. In mm-hmm. this dark room, we don't know what's being taken place. We know they're in cars, but we don't know exactly what's happening. And then all of a sudden, you see the the hangar of the uh, of this huge airplane uh hanger just drops open and then all of a sudden you see roman go no no no
1: <laughs> yeah um i thought it was funny because tez knew it because he's playing a video game of right. them like what the car is flying in there but um i i like the one letty shows back up and he's like can you ride and he goes yeah and he goes and he's and then and then the real leader dom he's that he's telling brian i'm gonna need all that suspension and he goes, Tej, I'm gonna need the love chi- the demon love child between that muscle car and that that other car, which I thought was a little kind of funny homage to his triple X days, where he's like, when he tells uh like the uh the, the smart guy, like the tech hey, hey, tech boy, I want you to put all of this in this car. And it was all all those guns and stuff. So I thought it was a nice little homage to uh the triple X movies. I need all of that in this car. Oh he God. goes, This time's not all about just being fast. And then and he's like, "Hey, Roman, you scared? No, yeah, you are. That's why I put some extra diapers in your uh, in your thing." And then he's like, "Everybody's like, he's scared." And then it's like, and it, then that's when you see this is when the, the when the movies start getting like to the ridiculous. But this would actually kind of worked. It wasn't. It didn't seem as ridiculous. It was like it was intense. But and then of course they all fly out like n- like nothing wrong. And he's like, "Hey, Roman, come on, talk to me, man." Roman's still on the play. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, it's guided by GPS. And everybody's kind of riffing on Roman. And he goes, he goes, Tesh, you know what to do. Yep. Sorry, man, I'm letting you down. They goes, the no, push. No, man,
0: no, no. We we got this. Me and the pilot, we're gonna watch it from above. We got this, man. Don't worry about it. We got it. And, and just go ahead, do what you have to do, and I'll be fine. Me and the pilot, we're gonna be just fine, just watching you guys. And then, of course, that's when Ted winds up opening the parachute and ejecting him out of the plane.
1: And he's, and he's hitting the brake on this card. No, no,
0: no, he's
1: screaming. And, and then it's like, "God, I hate you, like, Ted!" Like he's just like he, he's trying to stop it, but there's nothing stopping that parachute. And then he all of a sudden he's flying in the air, and the parachute he goes. Son of a bitch! And he's like, we'll, we'll we'll leave you there, Roman. We'll be back for you. And, and everybody
0: and like, else is smoothly just gliding down there with their parachutes. Here's Roman flipping in the sky, and
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> it misses the whole entire road. <laughs> and yeah, and that was, was perfect. that was that was
1: funny. But and then of course he saves the day, and he went. He's acting like he's hot shit. I'm like, shut up, Roman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're saved up on an accident. <laughs> That's yeah, what I yeah. did. Yeah. Like in the words of uh of his, of Woody and everything, when Buzz says, I can fly. No, you landed.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You uh I forgot what what that line was. Anyways, I was trying to go with something, it didn't work, so go on ahead. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um so everybody else is laying it flying because they actually know how to do this. They um so they land and they get up close and um that was a cool sequence when they try to save Ramsey because you actually get to see you, you get introduced to uh, um, Tony Jaw as Kit, and I thought that was the like, great casting. They got a guy that's like kind of international martial arts kind of a guy, but he's great at parkour, and I loved how James Wan like had a lot of moments for him to exemplify his 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 specialty um but we'll get into that but i thought it was a great casting get tony jaw to join this franchise as kiet briefly but and to have brian go up against him i thought it was a nice mm. like brian's not in this one like brian's like this is the last move brian let's have him go out on a like go out and they gave a lot of great moments for brian and i really mm-hmm. appreciate that and have him taking on the the parkour dude i thought that was awesome
0: yeah, Tony Jaw is definitely someone that would be on Brian's weight class, not only on Brian's weight class, but we already know, too, that Brian was actually in the FBI, so therefore he can do hand-to-hand combat. He can actually yeah. do the martial arts a little bit and stuff like that and fight and things like that. So it's actually fitting for him to actually fight against Tony Jaa, and that fight scene alone was really good, especially whenever he winds up uh, pushing up against the wall of the Han con- B and everything and being the snot out of him and stuff like that. I yeah. definitely enjoyed it, to be honest yeah. with you. And then also, too, he's taken back a little bit once he finds out Ramsey's a woman. Yeah. As well. He goes, OK, that's that's unusual. <laughs> yeah. And then we, even. Right. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, it's cool, man. It's really cool. Well. Uh, but no. And then also, too, after everything's done, then Roman is also doing the same thing that Brian did. He goes, man, I can't believe she's a hacker. Just, and then Tez is just looking at him like, What do you mean you can't believe that she's a hacker? Hackers are not supposed to look like that. Hackers are supposed to have be all pimples, living in their mom's basement with glasses. It's <laughs> and goes not looking like a model, not looking like that. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was a funny sequence.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought that whole action sequence was great. Yeah. It was the like it just shows you like they know how to do their like. The the, the the formula doesn't like change if it's a different director There's still like this guy James Wan is like it looked like it did nothing changed really and that was that was what I really appreciate between Justin Lin and James Wan nothing really changed in terms of the action sequences and the formula of it like you still got those mm-hmm. great action car chase sequences in and and there's man like there's various times refought the team is going to get killed by those guns and luckily Tej had a bulletproof car, which helped them, but those cars took a lot of damage on that. And it's just, um, and it's just funny when you see, like, you see each of the person, the type of, the color of their car terms of their personality. Like, you know, like, or, you know, the color of the car, you know, instantly who the person is, you know, like a muscle car, like a black car, you know, that's Dom, Black and blue green. Car. You kind of knew that was Letty blue. you know it's Brian easily. Cause Brian loves the blue car. And, Roman is the flashy one. So there was the white one. And and Tej, he doesn't drive that that, but he does drive like kind of like the big the big bulky cars. You kinda had a feeling of who was at. And especially when we get to the Abu Dhabi scene of be each color car, you definitely know whose is what, which I really think was really, really kind of cool. Um but again, that whole sequence was just a great action sequence. Like and then Brian saving Ramsey and Ramsey like I'm not jumping. You're jumping a Rudine. And he just chucks her. <laughs> like Brian just chucks her from the uh, and and then of course Dom's the one that ends up with her. And and then Brian gets stuck on. Like Kiet stops Brian, so they have a fight while that. And of course, if you're a driver and in these type of secret sequ- situations, do you really sign up and read the contract? Okay, you're going to get shot in the head. Do you like the, uh, all the drivers for these types of movies? Like, the, the driver always gets shot. Like, in many of these types of movies, the driver always gets shot. So it was like, who, like when you sign up for it, you like, I don't really want to do this. I don't want to get shot. <laughs> Which I thought was just hysterical that the driver gets shot. And that's what leads um, Kiet and Brian try to race through. Kiet wins the first race. He goes too slow. And he's able to get out while Brian is, like, having to climb for his life which I thought that was an intense sequence. Like you knew Brian was going to survive, but it's like, you don't want Brian to go out this way.
0: (laughs) No. And that's something I appreciate. Like you said before, James Wan knew what he needed to do to bring out the best in these actors. He knew the formula. He knew the ridiculousness of the fast and the furious franchise. He knew what he needed to do. And he did it perfectly well balanced and everything with this and gave uh, Paul Walker, a perfect send-off with the action sequences like you mentioned. Not to mention this, though, too. He actually gave us great moments to where we care about him and Mia and stuff like that. You have better character development and stuff like that going forward with this uh, seventh film than you did the other couple of films that you have after this. Even though I love Hobbs and Shaw over the rest of the Fast and Furious franchise and everything, I liked... what. Here's the thing. I liked all the movies before that, but I like Hobbs and Shaw as a spinoff movie, and I thought it was actually a perfect way to actually do a continuation without the original cast and stuff like that. But James Wan, hands down, a good director when it comes down to horror, but not only horror, but now you can see that he can actually do action movies and knows how to film the action sequences the way they need to be filmed. But, you know, and then after that winds up happening, and the same with, um, like you mentioned before, where we wind up seeing uh, Ramsey and then Ramsey winds up saying, well, I got some bad news. Um, I sold the data to, uh, to a friend. Well, let's just go on ahead and get it. Well, it's not that simple. We have to go to goodbye, uh, India. And so now they have to go to India to try and get this software, this data that Ramsey has. And then when you see that and everything, now they have to try and act like infiltrate a party. And and I thought that the party sequence was really good, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. But then, of course, they meet up with uh, uh, Mr. Nobody's crew and say, hey, look, they're having this party. We got you the invite, but we got to get you some better clothes than what you have on. Because otherwise they're going to tell that you're a tourist pretty much and you're there for the party. And then, of course, we see Ronda Rousey in this movie. This is at the peak of her career as a UFC fighter trying to enter into the world of acting and stuff like that. And I even said it before, and I'll say it now, Ronda Rousey is not the best actress or anything like that. At the time, I was a big, huge Ronda Rousey fan and stuff like that, too, and I still root for her. But, you know, I knew that she wasn't the best actress.
1: Um, Yeah, Um, but before the whole obby dive, I want to... Go back to the sequence where, we're like, so of course, Hop, like, Shaw shows up. He shows up and he's attacking Dom's car. And that was a tense moment. And Roman says that, but them going down these rocky hills and you see the cars getting destroyed, like, the one guy, like, his car lands and you see this giant piece of tree bark show up out of nowhere. And the guy's like completely crashes his car into that. Like, did he survive that? I don't know. Like, and then, and then the whole sequence where Shaw has. Di- dom dead to rights with the sniper and dishma hujan's character and he's surrounded and Dom turns the car around and he tells ramsey put your helmet on and there's a hel- random helmet in the car dom drives the car like off the cliff like in a classic Dom way like I thought that was a, like I thought that was classic Dom like you knew he he's gonna survive that and he gets out um I thought that moment was cool but I also love like the, the interaction between Ramsey and the team, like when Ramsey's awake, she's like, she's waking up and you see Letty's like, Letty just doesn't like to deal with the bullshit. He's like, hello, kitty's awake. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how Ramsey is able to pick out who each person was. Okay. You're, you like when you're fighting skills, you're definitely a former cop or something. Um, tech, because you took offense to that, like that, that rude comment about the, that, alpha dom mrs alpha whichever because i when i first saw this in the movie when she said mrs alpha i was like what like i kind of flew over my head for a moment until later on in the movie when you find out they were actually married which was a nice little twist um and then of course roman's like and joker no double alpha (laughs) um um so yeah I, i thought that moment was pretty cool and then, um, and then I'm not the playing the moment between Brian and Dom, like the, this talking about how he's like, you missed the bullets, right? And like, no, the, 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 the most courageous thing I've seen was be a good father to Mia or a good husband to Mia, which I thought that was a nice heart-to-heart moment that Dom and Brian had. It shows you that their friend, their relationship has grown so much of how they first kind of like were rivals. Then they kind of, then they actually start becoming friends and until they keep, they keep family um, and then, then it gets to the Abu Dhabi sequence and you see all the beautiful cars, and you know, instantly whose car is who. And, um, and then we get to the party sequence, which I thought was a really cool sequence. I thought it was a nice, like nice chance to see Letty kick some ass, like have her own moment again. Like she did in fast six are they're, they're moving apart and, like letting Letty take over a sequence. And he's like, after she like completely like just, like in like three moves knocks out a guard. Would you say I, de- I, 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 I destroyed him, defeated him with my charm? He goes, you're not that great looking bitch. I was like, damn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, uh, the whole Letty and Roundy R- Rousey fight was just awesome, to be honest with you. I know I said this before, but uh, let me go. I was just trying to make a point real quick. Because I remember back whenever she was going to be in the Round uh, Roadhouse reboot remake. And I said this. I said, she's not the strongest actress. The only reason why she's getting these roles is because she's winning fights. As soon as she winds up losing, that's when she's not going to get these deals anymore. Then I had everybody coming out of the woodwork after me after I said that. But now look at it. It's exactly how I said it. So therefore, they were, I was just being honest and everything. But, anyways, that's aside from the point right now. Um, but still, the. And I loved how Letty was able to try and hold her own against Ronda, who's a UFC fighter. She's doing a Superman punch. She's t- kicking her in the lit chins and stuff like that. And she's just going ham on Letty, and Letty's le- going on ahead, punching her in the face, kicking her in the chins. It's just a back and forth bout between the two of them, and it's just awesome to see. And then, of course, uh, doesn't she also make Ronda Rousey crash through a tape? A- through a uh, glass table though too
1: it was a uh it was like kind of like a dj table in a sense while Roman is doing that um this is actually the second ufc fighter she's fought in this franchise gina corona was a uh i believe she was a a ufc fighter too at some point so this is the second ufc fighter letty is taking on in back-to-back movies um it's hard to figure out which, which one was my favorite because they're both really good. Like, I thought the Letty, like the very first Letty um, Riley, hot like Riley Hicks fight was great in the Fast Six. I thought that was an awesome sequence. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm like I'm in the middle between which one I like the best. I think they're both great fights. I just I think I, I'm I'm leaning towards the Ronda Rousey fight because she only had to fight her once, and she right. kind of she kind of did hurt what she had it to. Um, to hold her own against Ronda Rousey, which was a cool fight. And um, the one movie I want to mention I thought was cool was, like, Tej. Tej hasn't fought at all in these movies. And he instantly takes down this one guard, like, in nonchalant way, like, in, like, a couple moves. And, I like, Ramsey's reaction was everybody else's reaction when they saw it. they like, Tej can fight? Wow.
0: I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's just so smooth about it, though, too. I like how Tej is like, hey, you're okay? and he's just so smooth with it uh, i really i really like that um uh, i really have to say i really like that scene a lot because it just shows the smoothness of ludicrous he, he winds up taking him down and goes hey you okay <laughs> and then it goes into the next scene where you have roman trying to distract everybody and say hey look this is her 18th birthday this is jasmine's 18th birthday come on, everybody, let's sing happy birthday to Jasmine. Then he goes, by the way, somebody lost some shoes in the back. Does anybody know whose shoes they are? <laughs> just from his stall? <laughs> I thought that was cringeworthy, to be
1: honest, a little bit. It's just, if there's a downer, like a, a con, is like, okay. Um, well,
0: we,
1: mm. I mean, he's distracting, but I think he's kind of a little annoying in this part a little bit. If I could just come to think of it, it's like, I mean, I, I, I can probably put up for room in this, being in Roman for so long, but I think this one was like this moment a little here is like I think it was a little too much, especially okay. hey, if anybody wanna wonder where the hairspray went, this girl had it and it's her hair's all frizzy. It's like, oh my God. And <laughs> well like, even Tej is under. like that though
0: too. Tej is like Really? Yeah, Roman? I think
1: we all felt that same
0: way. Roman <laughs> talking like, "Dude, this, just this, this, shut up!" <laughs> because I mean, I I can understand how that can be cringeworthy, but at the same time, it just shows you how bad of a distraction Roman can be, and room crowded yeah. with room full of people. To be honest with you, that's what I got from it. But you know, I I thought some of it was actually funny, but the frizzy part, yeah, that was kind of cringe worthy right there. Yeah, you know, I mean, but the whole birthday bit was funny.
1: It was all right. I mean, I don't know. I, I just to come to think of it, I think I can only deal with so much romance, like running his mouth. Like I think at some point, I'm like, dude, you just need to, you need to you need to know the room, and like and yeah, you're yeah, you're doing the distraction, but it didn't work. People knew what was going on, so you can't really save as much of distraction because everybody knew what was going on.
0: <laughs> but yeah, and then. After that, we wind up seeing Dom and uh, Brian inside this other room with this Lamborghini.
1: That was a nice-looking car. It's the Beast, and they kept the Beast locked up, and there's, like, disrespect. Like, so they're looking for the chip, and then Dom's holding this thing up like like Dom can. Brian's looking for it. He's like, you got this, right? Because he didn't want the thing getting crushed on him, so... They couldn't find it in there it, underneath. So they get in the car and they like because like the guard the guards know what's going on. They 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 drive the beast, and that's literally what the, the ride's called the beast, out of the garage. And now of course, Deckard Shaw shows up. And he comes <laughs> out with this awesome machine gun with grenade launchers, and he's like, he's like, and he sees them, he's shooting at them, then beating up a bunch of guards, and then shooting at them again. I'm like, this just shows you like just how much of a badass Deckard is.
0: Definitely, and then of course, you know, at this point, as the garage is actually trying to shut, this is also the scene that I was telling you about. Dom, Dom, cars don't fly, cars don't fly, Dom.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and this is the like, comparing it, this you can call it, you can say this is kind of like the Mission Impossible franchise, unless they go ridiculous. The only difference is Tom Cruise would climb that building, Dom and Brian crashed through three buildings and and one and one and like one big kind of like swoop not a swoop motion but that's the difference between the two tom cruise would climb that building dom and the team would crash through it and destroy that building that's really the big difference between the two franchises (laughs) um but yeah so they're there and then luckily brian finds it um and deckard's just looking at him like oh my god like who do, what do I gotta do to defeat these guys? And Brian gets the gets the drive, and and then Dom looks at him and kind of he kind of looks perturbed. He goes, "Still missed the, you still missed the bullets, Brian." Um. So they get the God's Eye. They go to the guy's garage, and Mr. Nobody looks pissed at first, and he goes, "Dom, I feel like we had an agreement here about the nonchalot. but anyway, if anybody's wondering, the beast is destroyed. Beast got destroyed from like high up. Brakes don't work. I'm like, for a car, a car called the Beast." Your brakes brakes for the brakes in the car sure do suck <laughs> for a car to have be called the beast and you don't have any brakes what's the point?
0: <laughs> exactly and then also too I liked how they crash into the one building with all the Chinese artifacts and stuff like that and they just ride through it and then all of a sudden they have to try and stop it like you said and then there's the brakes and of course there's no brakes in the car so therefore they have to hurry up jump out out of it and then of course that's when everybody's just looking at them. And then it cuts into the next scene where it's basically just going uh, going down several uh, several buildings, and all of a sudden it just crashes down to the ground. And then once we get back into the hangar where Mr. Nobody is and everything, this just makes me laugh. He goes, Really? I sent you, don't you know the difference between secretive operation, stealth? And he goes, You guys went through two buildings. And then Brian goes, It was actually three. Rebuilding.
1: He goes. Well, Dom's like sometimes you got to deal with the hand you're dealt. That's why I like to be the dealer. That just shows you this thing, this how Kurt Russell this interjects. Like he's like the smartass. He always interjects, and I like that's why I think this role was perfect for him. And then once the guy leaves, off the record, Dom, great job. And it was like, wait, you were mad at him earlier on, and you said, great job.
0: <laughs> exactly. And then. Then this is also, too, where we wind up having the whole entire shootout that happens. And yeah. I love the dual pistols. I like how Kurt Russell just puts his sunshades on. And then I'm like, he goes into a total Snake Blisten mood oh, and
1: yeah. everything and
0: starts taking them down and everything. And then you see Dom with his uh, shotgun. And then you see this other um, person on top on the stairs and everything as... Um, Mr. Nobody is trying to shoot this person. He can't get to him. So so of course, Dominic tries to shoot him with the shotgun and everything. And then of course, that's when Mr. Nobody winds up getting shot. And then of course, I thought that was the end of Kurt Russell. I thought that was the end of Mr. Nobody because of the, because he got shot. I'm like, Oh God. And because even though he was only in this movie a little bit and everything it gave us enough to actually like his character to the point where i'm like okay is this character going to be in danger or not Mm -hmm. because i really liked his character a lot yeah and to know that he shows up in other fast and the furious movies now i like that
1: yeah i love that body armor he wore it was like it kind of like blended in with his suit it was like that but I, i i was like i mean the one flaw in kurt russell's character was like you used all your bullets and he didn't bring extra ammunition with you. Like you shot everybody, and then you're like, and you flipped your guns, but you didn't have any. Am- I don't know if you had any am- ammunition. You just stood there, and kind of took like you knew you're gonna get shot. And I was like, I kind of wanted to see him do more because he was channeling his inner John Wu right there, like that, like the John Wu, like the the shades and the the dual pistols, like going ballistic on everybody. Um, this is this, and then I I like the how like Dom's like, all right, guys, we're going at dawn. And then, Dom, and then and then in a second later, all right, guys, we got an hour before dawn. We're going, and he's like, "What? My my team is my team's not racers. I, I, I'm a killer. I'm killing this." And Brian's like, "I knew he's gonna. I told you he was gonna say that, right? Because he knew when Dom's going, Brian was gonna show up in that moment. Which I just like. You just know Brian knows Dom way too much. Like he knew he was gonna go without him, but." And it seems like that was really a trap. Like, Decker really wanted them to find them like that. And he's seen – he's seen this – whatever dinner he's eating, and he's and he's nonchalant and, just, like, bites the pin off a grenade. Like, it's like not many people would do that. Like, Decker just pulls the pin out of the grenade, nonchalant. And I thought that was, like, the friends of my friends or my – like, the fr- the enemy, like, whatever. And he goes, I have lots of friends. And he's ends up working – it turns out he's working tentatively with um, – like, the Dijmon Hushan character and his team, and they get completely ambushed, and this is where I told you, Shepard's complete... He's just a waste of a character. He's, like, he's just talking, like, all tough. He's like the guy Lewis from Rambo. He's all tough, but he doesn't do jack shit this whole movie. And and that's what he did. He just talked tough, and he gets shot right off the bat. He's, like, the first guy getting shot. And, and, and of course, he had God's eye with him. Because, of course, you do. Like, like, maybe you might want to keep it in a car because you know, there's a chance you get shot and you put it in the hands of the enemies. The goal is not to give a device and put it in the hands of the enemies. Come on, this is trade craft, spy craft 101. Did you not? Did you miss that class or whatever? Um, but yeah, I love the Kurt Russell moment. It was nice seeing him be a, like, like in a such a short role, be a badass with it like that. I felt that and then. Him, him surviving with the with the armor is like, oh, I'm already, I'm already prepared. You think I was going to go in there naked? Like, he has that nice body armor, which I thought was really cool. And that's when Brian and Dom's like, all right, we got to take this to the streets of L.A. We got to do this on our terms because we can't, tr- we, we can't trust anybody to get the job done. We got to do it ourselves because, of course.
0: Right, because this is also making them feel a little bit safer in their own environment because taking them t- into other areas – puts them at a risk of being killed. So at least in putting them in the streets of LA, they feel a little bit safer. They have more of a little bit more of a safer environment compared to where they would be at if they didn't. So Mm -hmm. I can understand why they did that. And then of course, I I love the bad, the bad guy who wants God's eye. I love him as an actor because the very first time that I saw that actor, he was actually in never back down. Mm -hmm. That's where I first saw that actor. And then of course he was in a quiet place too recently and a couple of other movies when he shows up, he always brings his a game with them no yeah. matter what movie he's in. But then of course, you know, we wind up seeing other stuff that winds up happening. I'm going to let you break it down though.
1: Okay. Um, so the team's breaking it down. You see it's Dom, Letty and the team and Ramsey's like, okay, so they got God's eye. And so Dom's like, all right, we're going to play hot potato with Ramsey. And she's like, wait, what? Yeah. Because because she's the only one that can manually hack God's Eye, so they got to keep the. And then the thing is, they got to. You can't just hack it. You got to wait till it gets close to you to hack it. So essentially, you got to be into the fire in order to cool off the fire, in a sense. And she's like, "Wait, what?" So Brian and them, like, and so Brian Letty Tej and Roman, they're the ones playing Hot Potato Ramsey. I thought this was like. I was like, when I first saw that I thought this was hysterical because oh my god, are they seriously gonna be playing hot potato of cars while dealing with that god's eye? And then and then Don's like, all right, I got Shaw. Because of course he's gonna get Shaw. And then right. but he's like, Why am I afraid that I'm never gonna see you again? So she gives her the necklace and I'm like, the necklace shows up. Is there a meaning to it? We'll get to it in, in just a bit. And then that's when the, and then that's when you see them get ready and you see Brian having the conversation with Mia. And I thought this was a really like great moment between like for like for Brian mm-hmm. and Mia to have this conversation was like what like yeah this was a great moment before all hell broke loose
0: right because he winds up calling Mia and this is when he winds up saying to her um if I don't come back or anything I love you I'm just, I'm not going for verbatim or yeah, anything no, 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 but,
1: yeah, it's the gist of it yeah
0: right but then Mia said don't don't talk like that talk like that you're never that you're going to talk to me the next day Yeah. And then that's when he goes, give uh, Jack a kiss for me and a hug for me. And that was actually, to me, saying Paul Walker saying goodbye. Pretty much. That was his goodbye to me for one last time in a sense. Not playing as Brian, but playing as Paul Walker. Yeah.
1: Because there was stuff he filmed before his death. I think he filmed a lot of the action sequences. So that was really- I think
0: a third or the fourth fourth of the film was filmed already.
1: Yeah. So he did a lot of that. I think the rest of it he had his brother stand in and there's some CGI and stuff, but um, I thought this was a really touching moment, especially when Mia announces I'm pregnant again and it's a girl and we need you. And he goes the the big, the the best mistake I ever did was going in and get that again that get that, that's that, uh sandwich. It was a terrible sandwich, and that was the sandwich shop Mia worked at in Fast and Furious Number One. The tuna, on, tuna on wheat. Um, that and he's like, it's a terrible sandwich, but that's how the two of them met. So it's a nice callback to the very first movie. That's how they met. So like, he ordered many of those sandwiches, and you go, and then they hang up, and he goes, "I love you, Mia." And then, then you see Dom go back in, and he gets the, and you see that iconic Dodge Charger car of his muscle car, and that's when you have the montage of them getting getting prepared like the three of them getting prepared like brian he still has his fbi stuff he's got his guns and stuff and then dom dom with the shotgun and then you see any and then you see like jason stay from stecker like getting like wrapped up his hands because you know shit's gonna happen because you know at the always at the end of these movies dom always changes his shirt to the iconic white like the the whitish the white lawn sleeve shirt i think it's kind of like an Under armor kind of like cool like weatherish kind of a cool shirt or whatever because every time Dom does that, you know he's about to kick some ass because that's that's the only time he wears that shirt is at the end of the movies when he's about to have a big one-on-one moment with somebody, and he's wearing that shirt. <laughs> I just thought that was a nice little funny callback.
0: I, I definitely saw the callback to it and everything, especially with the white shirt and stuff like that that you mentioned. It was funny to see him in that because now he's like, I'm ready. Let's do this kind of thing.
1: Well, I'm wearing extra protection protection <laughs> yeah and essentially that yeah, because that's what it because it's like because right. it's, it's it's not because if you had short sleeve his hands are like his arms are going to be like exposed this one i guess gives him a little bit more protection i don't know um but i just thought anytime you wore that i'm like oh okay he's about to, he's about the he's about the cracks with skulls right here um and then and then it has that whole the whole sequence in this like the la street and ow everybody thought it was a car no it was a drone because of course it's a drone that's like They're causing mayhem and destruction.
0: (laughs) Yeah, machine guns are chasing after them. At the same time, they're trying to do the keep away with Ramsey and switching out the cars while this is actually happening, while she's trying to hack the system into God's eye so that way she can have control over it. Then they wind up shooting the tower down, and therefore now she has to try and figure out a way to hack the system again. And then there's actually another tower somewhere else that she has to get to before this drone winds up destroying it but before that though too you have this great sequence happening where once again it's decker shaw versus Vin diesel <laughs> and
1: muscle this car import car
0: and this time the the muscle car goes right over the uh the import car it destroys and just, it <laughs> and destroys the uh destroys the import car and he's actually over the in- Matter of fact, the import car is actually just sitting under it. And then, as Vin Vin winds up doing is what Dom winds up doing is taking the sawed-off shotgun that he made and starts blasting him from from um from the top. Yeah, and everything. And I thought that was actually a funny sequence to see that happen. And then, of course, you see Decker getting out his gun and shooting him from underneath, yeah. trying to shoot him from underneath and everything. And then, of course, they get out of their car, and then here comes Vin. Uh, what what did Vin have for a weapon?
1: He had um. I mean, the wrenches. Yeah, two, yeah, two wrenches. Deckard <laughs> took parts from his damaged car, and Vin's like, you fought this gun in a street fight? You're goddamn right it is, because of course he has to say that. That's pretty much what he said. You're it you in right.
0: 90s dialogue. I mean, yeah. it is,
1: but it's just a, I liked how it's the reversal from their first confrontation, where Dom and his muscle car versus that the import car, and Deckard had the gun, and he's like, you thought this was gonna be a street fight, and, they, and like, and then it's like how his car, both cars were destroyed in that one, but Decker was the okay one. This one, Vin Diesel knew instantly, like, all right, I'm, I'm bashing it. I'm not going to let this douchebag beat me again. And then, and he's like, you're goddamn right it is. And they have that fight. Um, but everyone's wondering, we haven't mentioned the Hobbs in a while. Is he gonna be coming mm-hmm. back up? Well once they destroyed the watch like, they destroyed the cell tower. Cause like you hear the explo- you hear like the breaking news, like, and Hobbs sees it. And then you see, and he goes out and looks outside. And he sees the van. He's like, daddy's got to go to work. And that's when he breaks his own cast. Like, and he's like, just like, like breaking his arms out. And he goes, Oh, and he's taking the pain meds. He's getting his gun loaded. And he goes, honey, daddy's got to go to work. Um, I'll <laughs> be here in a bit. Three for the road. And they see, and then Hobbs and it shows up. I'm like, "Yeah, Hobbs is back. He's gonna be. He's gonna be some badass. No way he will." But before that, I wanted to get into the whole like the the hot potato thing, because like, she starts out with Brian's car first. And when they see the drone, Brian's like, "We." Uh, you see this uh, kind of truck thing with like pipes, and Brian's like, "We got to go old school." His car, he shrinks his car to go underneath it. So it's a nice little homage, again. So the first like the first um, uh, Fast and the Furious movie. But in a- that time, Brian's fiend actually works where the car doesn't get smashed under the truck.
0: <laughs> and then uh, this is also too. after that winds up happening. This is also too where we actually have uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson getting into an ambulance. Oh, yeah. And and then, of course, he's on top of the bridge. And he's trying to get there as fast as he can. He's trying to get to that tower as fast as he can. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we wind up seeing the drone chasing after, after them. And he, and basically what winds up happening is he winds up uh, coming off the bridge and hits and destroys the drone. And then after that winds up happening, pretty much the main villain, I uh, forgot what his name is in this movie, but <clears throat> but pretty much what about. he winds up doing is, is this. He, he goes on ahead, he has a gun up top in the helicopter, trying to fire back down at The Rock. The Rock has a Gatling gun that he winds up finding, and starts trying to blast him up through that. At the same time, though, you also have uh, the garage that uh, Dominic, and also, two where you have Decker on top of is collapsing because of the fact the helicopter winded up shooting some missiles into the into that car garage mm-hmm. and everything. So you have that happening. And then yeah. this is what Ben says to him. and goes, streets always win. And street. then steps
1: yeah. <laughs> the, ru- the one rule about a street fight. The streets always win. And it's just like, this the the nonchalant. But uh, I want to go back a little bit is after, um, so Brian's car is first. His car gets destroyed. So they're at like 90% and that's when they figure out, so they destroyed the cell tower. So Ramsey's now with Tej and Roman and, and they play hot potato on that one. So Brian goes to the watch, to, to the tower. And that's when they tell Kit get to the watchtower, stop Brian. And that's when Brian's at the watch t- at the tower to, to, to do the, the track manually. And that's when Kit and his group show up. So Brian's outmanned. Then he sees a cart right next to him and he's got a machine gun next thing that I see Brian on the cart with the machine gun, and I was like, when I saw this in the theater, I was like, oh, yeah, John Woo throwback right there. Because this is classic John Woo. Like,
0: the only it, thing we're missing is the doves. <laughs> that's Yeah, the only you're thing only we're only missing, missing
1: doves and the dual pistol and Shaoyun Fat. That's all we were missing. But <laughs> he just, like, slides on the cart. And I was like, this is the perfect send-off for him to have him channel John Woo. And I thought that's so cool that they did that, to have him be the one to do it. And so Brian rides the car and he gets under and he's like he's running up and then you see uh kia which is tony jaw do parkour you see instant parkour and like the and he's able to get up there before brian it's like yep you're definitely channeling each person's skill set and that's what that's what tony jaw does he does parkour and the two of them have a fight this time brian wins because he's like he like he's like he he's about to get whacked on by like get smashed on by something but Brian puts on like a clip on like Kiet's like his his vest and he kicks this giant wheel thing. And Kiet goes down the elevator shaft and Brian yells too slow, which I thought was a nice little <laughs> funny. Brian gets his revenge. And so they the hack happens, and that's when that's when he's like, What? God damn it! Like uh, like the I think his name is Moses. Moses Jakua or something. So Moses yeah. is all pissed off, and all he says that whole time is like, damn it, shit, and what? Like, cause he's like, cause he, he can't do anything. And then he like, and then while well, that happens is like, that's when the rock, like, so Letty is with um, Ramsey now. Re- Letty's car is almost destroyed pretty much. And he goes, and that's when the rock shows up in the ambulance and he goes, um, he shows up in the ambulance and he double taps the drone. I thought that was hysterical. He's like, sir, someone just double trapped our drone. And, and he goes, and and then and that, that's when he picks up the drone's Gatling gun. And Letty's like, Hey, where's all right? Did you bring the cavalry, woman? I am the cavalry. cavalry. I. Of course you are.
0: <laughs> Is this it noise? turns into Terminator Two all of a sudden with the gatling. gun. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: going down <laughs> the tunnel with the with the gatling gun, and he's just going ballistic, screaming like, Arr! like it's just like. Um, I thought that was sequence, but I, I, I thought the Dom stay from fight was great. Like the Decker fall, I thought that was an intense fight scene. Like the two of them were, like evenly we matched. I thought that was a great fight scene. Um, I was glad they didn't kill Decker because I me thought too. he died, but I was glad they didn't kill him because I wanted to see The Rock fight him again at some point. But because you know, The Rock's like, you know, the only thing that's keeping me from, from you is. Ten, ten, like ten thousand feet of concrete because he's in like underground prison. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a great fight scene, and then, th- and of course, because it wouldn't be a Fast and the Furious movie if Dom wasn't in, doing some
0: ridiculous stunt. So mm-hmm. it reminds a- me movie. of, to be honest with you, this stunt reminds me of a Hot Wheel set that we used to have, that I used to have as a kid. Yeah. Basically, yeah, you know what I'm talking about—the racetrack with the upside down thing. Yeah. And then the in-track. This is what it reminds me of because he what he takes leftover pieces from the garage and has this little ledge that he can actually jump the car over. And then mm-hmm. of course uh drops the bomb drop the bombs that he finds inside the car. And he winds up in Decker's car and puts it in his car. Then what he does is he hydroplanes up over that. And goes straight to the helicopter. And at first, you think that he misses it because the helicopter yeah. um, moves Dips. over just a little bit, and he kind of skis yeah. it. Yeah. And then, of course, that's when Moses winds up seeing the uh, hand grenades.
1: And you see <laughs> Dwayne Johnson from a far distance with his his iconic gun, shoots it like three or four times, and the grenades blow up. So that <laughs> helicopter's destroyed. Dom hits. The, the tip of his car hits the top of this like thing and then he crashes because of course he does Tom always puts that puts like he always he always puts himself in very precarious situations He's like all right this is it this is it. this is where he's finally gonna gone and nope but and then this leads to like the moment by letty where letty reveals she remembers everything and that's that and it's like the perfect moment that they did it was how they ended like they the whole build up is like is she gonna get her memories back is she gonna get it she gets it and then the big reveal is especially that night we got married in dominican republic everybody's like wait what they got married and right that, and the ring was the necklace the necklace is the was the wedding ring because dom didn't have a ring <laughs> he
0: goes father can you bless this for me and he winds up blessing it next thing you know it that's the wedding ring and that gets passed back and forth uh, between between them two, everybody, it's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so does that mean? <laughs> does that mean it's like an? In- Never mind, I'm not going there. <laughs> I don't know. Hey,
1: it's okay. It's family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm, I'm dead. sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> right, I was not going to go there, but since everybody's wearing the ring, I guess everybody's now married to Dominic Toretto. But, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I think because- the only one that really wore it was Elena.
1: It's, I I Deckard chuck like Deckard had it, it was evidence. I not Deckard, uh Owen. Deckard chucked it into the fire. Um, and then it went then then Dom got it back because Sean Boswell had it. So I guess he's married to Dom.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> okay, we're not going down this rabbit no, hole.
1: <laughs> it's family tree here. It's tree, it's a it's the uh, ancestry.org. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, that that wedding ring went everywhere because everybody's like, "What's the whole, what's the whole iconic moment of that?" Now we know, and right, and then of course Dom wakes up and goes, "It's about damn time." <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, and- <laughs> because remember, Paul Walker's trying to do CPR. He's moving Letty out of the way, then and Letty Liddy wants like, up no, up and then Letty's trying to tell him. Look, Dom, I remember everything. It came to me like a flood uh, flood all through the night. And I got my memories back. And then Dom opens up his eyes. It's about time. It's about damn time. I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) So then after that, we go into this beach scene, which I thought was really good. This Mm -hmm. is the part that I wind up in the fields. And this is the part where you wind up seeing. Me cry my eyes out <laughs> because, you know, they jo- they're joking around about Ramsey about how her body looks and everything between Ted and him, and then Ted is like Roman, be quiet for a minute. Look what's in front of you. Yeah. because what's the-? and he goes, isn't that just beautiful? And it just shows a clip. As a matter of fact, I'm actually getting goosebumps just talking about it. But <laughs> and he goes, isn't this is just the way that he ne- needs to be. He's where he's at. Yeah. And it's just like at peace at yeah. knowing that Brian is okay. He's yeah. going to be stepping away from this life. This life is no longer for him. And mm-hmm. also saying their goodbyes to Paul Walker for one last time. Yeah, And then you wind up seeing the iconic scene of Finn driving away. And then Brian comes in, a, spark, a sparkly Brian comes in <laughs> because of the CGI. But yeah. still, it, I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of it. Because no, of no, 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 no. Because this is actually the part where we wind up getting hit even harder. It's like, I'm not crying. You're crying. Are you crying? No, I'm crying kind of thing. And he goes, hey, you're going to go leave me without saying goodbye? And it was like Paul was like saying, are you going to leave me, Paul Walker, without saying goodbye to me, Vin Mm -hmm. Diesel? Then after everything we've been through, that's what I got out of it.
1: Yeah. This is the part I was worried about the whole time when I saw this in theaters. How are they going to write his character off? I really thought they were going to kill him off. Honestly, I thought this was the perfect way to <clears> they wrote him off, and I thought it was like um, this was the like the, this was an intense scene um, because I liked Paul Walker a lot, and I thought he was great in these roles. He, I don't care if he's typecast as Brian O'Connor, he was great in it. And I think he was going to keep going as long as he had to, as long as this franchise was going, he was going to be part of it. He I said he was
0: going to do it for eleven films or ten films at least. They already he had was a plan. be there the
1: whole ride. And I think this is what these mi- movies are missing him. Um, like I definitely liked like eight was okay. Mm-hmm. There's moments of eight I really liked, and there's parts I didn't care for. I thought they, the the director wasn't in his element. I'll definitely put him that. I'll there. own up to
0: that though too. I didn't care for eight that much.
1: I mean, I own it, but I, I liked elements of it. We'll get into that in our eighth one. I like nine a lot better than eight. <clears throat> so you got Justin back. You got an, a guy that's been with the franchise for that. And he's like, and he didn't like how, it, he also didn't care for a, the way eight did because they kind of like neglected Han a little bit. And that's when he's like, all right, I got to get back in here. You guys neglected that. I think they kind of like they completely like erased what, they had some elements of what happened after this one, then they kind of released some other stuff, which was weird. Um, I don't know, and I think nine for me personally got it somewhat back on track, but that's me personally, and we right. you can find our review on that one. But the this the way this one ended was perfect. I thought it was a great ending. Um, and it has that I kinda like I live my life a quarter mile out of time, and that's now not, not that, that line's now kind of a meme or a joke. Like in America the motion picture, which is a hilarious. Historically inaccurate anime movie. They make fun of the Fast and the Furious franchise and instead of race wars, it's horse wars. And all the horses are decked out in Fast and the Furious gear. And the Paul Revere character, he lives his, he lives his life a quarter mule at a time. <laughs> um. So, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, this one, I thought it was a great ending. I thought it was like the, the great send off. And it was like, it was like just the end to this movie. And it was like, oh, this movie is just awesome. It's definitely. I think I have this one a lot higher than that. Like I have this, like it's right up there mm. with Fast Five, but I think I have this one a slight edge over it because the action sequences were just so good in this movie. I mean, don't get me wrong, Fast Eight is Fast Five is awesome. If you haven't seen Fast Five, watch it. It's got mm. great sequences and introduces the Rock's character in that. And Fast Six is decent too.
0: The I just, like, for Paul Walker was great. Yes, yeah. and that makes you. And then also too. The song that they have at the end tears you up and everything. Here's the thing. I don't cry whenever that song's on the radio, but whenever I see that playing on the movie, I mm-hmm. get teared out. I mean, my, my, I get emotional with it.
1: But I, I was about to, but I didn't cry on that one. That's a kid's mindset Say I don't have a soul, or whatever. Okay. Come on, bring that. I, mean, I knew this was coming. Um, but I thought it was a touching moment for what they did. I thought it was a great send-off because I was worried they are just going to kill Paul Walker off. And I, I did not want that to be the way case. Mm. Right. It's like I mean I thought this is like sometimes when they're writing off a character, some people do it really badly. This one did not, um, and I, I I really appreciate James Wan for if I appreciate the whole staff and crew that worked on this movie for having the deal and fix it on the fly of how to fix the situation like this. Right. I mean, there's been other situations where they had to do it, but I think this one for me that I can vividly remember they did this one the best way that they can. And it worked out
0: tremendously. Perfect. Definitely. And also too, I remember this fan theory going around or this fan wrote up this thing where everybody's crowded around Brian O'Connor's, uh, you know, coffin. And then, you know, then winds up getting the key, puts it on the coffin and goes, now I owe you. Now here's your 10 second car. Yeah. And then he walks off and then all of a sudden Vin Diesel looks back at the coffin and the key is gone. I'm like, I don't really want that ending. It re- reminds me of too supernatural to me, which is outside. Don't get me wrong. There is ridiculousness when it comes down to the fast and the furious for that kind of level. I really feel like they, they didn't need to do something on that kind of level for the ridiculousness mm-hmm. part because it becomes supernatural. And for, for them to go in that route. No, you know, Yeah, But that's just me personally on what I think. But yeah, this movie is definitely fantastic. I love the stunt work. I love the camera angles. James Wan as an action director is fantastic at directing this. I strongly recommend it. Yeah, I do have a slight edge over this one over Fast Five myself. So therefore, we do have that in common as far as this Mm -hmm. this rating goes. But yeah, my final thoughts is if you haven't seen Furious 7 or anything, check it out. It's a great time at the... Um, renting it at Redbox or buying it on Blu-ray. I strongly recommend it. Um, is there any other final thoughts that you want to mention, or is that pretty much? No, anything? um,
1: that's about it. I just know we got yeah. two more, two more fast movies to get through. Fast Date. Um, again, um, we'll we'll get into the details. Of that there's parts I liked, parts I didn't. Um, I think it's and like then a- Spring. And and then Hobbs and Shaw, which is a, a spin-off movie, which is just a great it's just a great like it doesn't take itself seriously, and that's right. the whole point. And it's got the two guys that hate each other and they're just bannering back one like this doing one offs on each other. And we'll mention we'll we'll mention that because because of because fast eight gives us that moment to allow the spin-off to happen. And we'll right. get into that when we discuss fast eight. <clears throat> two more Fast and Furious movies to go and then we're done with the franchise for now.
0: And then we get to do other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, guys, that's going to be it for our show. But guess what? I just want to Charlie and I want to go ahead and thank you guys for making us the number one show podcast show on on uh, good pods. And our ranking is at number one right now. We couldn't do this without you. Uh Whenever I got the news today that we were number one. I I just put my phone down. I was just shocked and humbled at the same time to know that we have some great fans that will actually listen to our content, love our content, and know that how passionate we are about doing what we do. And even though it's like an hour show or whatever, we're having a good time doing it. Mm -hmm. And just seeing the outcome and the people that love our show means so much to me. And I know that you have some words that you want to probably say though as well. I jokingly,
1: like, uh, my like right, the three of us, we did a Rambo review. I jokingly said the reason we got number one is because they liked our reaction. <laughs> so we had to say to one of the people that get, like, one of the ways somebody got killed in Rambo, they got shot, he got tomahawked into fire.
0: So we fought, people fought the same way we did, so that's why we got to number one. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was funny, though. Right after our Rambo review and right after my Fear Street review, we get number one. So... <laughs> You know, but it's great though. It's really great. Thank you guys so much. Go on ahead. If you want to keep us at number one, go ahead and rate us on uh, Good Pods. I strongly recommend it if you're a podcaster or if you're someone who loves listening to podcasts, forget about Apple podcasts. Good Pods is the way to go. So, Anyways, that's gonna do it for tonight's episode. I hope everybody uh loved this episode as much as we did. If you guys want to, go in and follow us on Facebook at movie lovers TV Lovers Unite over there and underneath the same name on Instagram as well as on Pinterest. If you guys want to go in and donate us five to ten dollars, how do you do that? Just go to GoFundMe.com forward slash movie lovers unite podcast and forward slash donate. And if you guys can't, that's totally understandable. I totally get that this pandemic actually put holes in other people's pockets. That's perfectly fine. A simple like, a simple share goes a long way here at Movie Lovers Unite. Also, smashing that subscribe button also helps us as well. And also, too, rating us on Good Pods also helps us climb up in the rankings for other people to find our show. Then, of course, on Monday, I'm not going to be doing a show. I'm going to be doing a show with Vernon Kelly this Monday. And we're going to be doing a Home Alone 2 review on his channel. And then after that, we have some other stuff planned out throughout the week, I think. If not, we're going to plan some stuff out. And, you know, for, for, go on ahead and check out the Facebook page for further announcements. And also, too, maybe on Twitter as well at Movie Lovers Unit. And then, of course, if you want to get an audio only podcast episode of our, our show and many things that we do have Movie Lovers night, just go on and we get that wherever you guys get your podcast from. Then, of course, if you're a sponsor or would like to reach out to us, just go ahead and email me at Movie lovers Unite at gmail.com. And that's everywhere that you guys can go ahead and follow me and send me a a message and everything. Thank you again, guys. We do appreciate everything that you guys have done for us and making us number one. And always until next time, guys, it's been fun. It's been real. I can't wait to do this again and have a great night. Thank you, Charlie, for joining me as always. And bye-bye.